everyone. It is Dave and Jeff. It is September 17th, 2023. Jeff, uh, beautiful weather, of course, in San Diego, man. Even though it's a little bit, uh, you know, humid, as we all know, we know the sun's going to come out and be a little bit warmer towards the end of September, which makes you think now's a perfect time to have that perfect pool. Of course, Alan Taylor and TaylorMade Pools, nobody does it better than Alan Taylor. It's really simple. All you have to do is ask about available finance and get things going and pick out the pool of your dreams. 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. Dave, before coming down here, I was with my kids. We are at a park, uh, the Junior Sayout Park. Were you really? In... Uh, I guess it's technically La Mesa. Yeah. And man, it's fall is in the air. Starting to get, I mean, it was overcast most of the day, but it feels like football weather. And one of my favorite things growing up was living in an apartment complex that had a pool. Yeah. Because the pool would shut down and we would always badger the manager because she always wanted to shut it down on Labor Day. But we would talk to her about keeping it open through October. And I say that because as great as it is to have a pool in the spring and as great as it is to have a pool in the summer, man, I love having a pool in the fall. On this kind of night when there's a little bit of chill, man, the pool's heated. You go out, maybe you're grilling. Depending on your setup, maybe you got Sunday night football on. It is the perfect life. And you can do it as well. Have TaylorMade Pools come out, design that perfect celebrity pool for you. Just give them a call, tell them Dave and Jeff sent you. You can see some of the pools on our website at DaveAndJeffShow.com. And then remember the number, 619-449-4452. Don't forget about all your website needs. If you need your website taken care of, you need to build a brand new one. Kyle Fluger is your guy. Again, he's branched out on his own. He started his own company, Mithril Media. Again, it's his business, MithrilMedia.io. Right now, Kyle would like to offer you a 10% discount of his services to any new customers. Again, just tell them Dave and Jeff sent you. Kyle's phone number, by the way, 619-500-6621. Because you are always competing against companies like Amazon, or you're competing against companies like Fanatics, or whoever the biggest one is in your industry, you are competing. Now, are you going to eclipse them with Kyle? Maybe. We can't promise it, but I'll tell you one thing. Your website's going to look a whole lot better whether it's design and development, it could be management and maintenance, media and marketing, or content and creative. Kyle and his team can help you. Again, it's mithromedia.io. Tell them Dave and Jeff sent you. You'll get 10% off your initial order. All right. Biggest story of the day is that I kicked the dog shit out of you in fantasy football. I think you won by seven, and I fucking, <laughs> I knew it, Dave. God, we is there anything more fun than fantasy football? Love it. Because I was so excited, and I should have beat you with your own guy. It's my own fault because I picked up a running back from the Rams. Yeah. And I think he would have been enough to put me over the top. And I had him on my bench, Kyron Williams. Yeah. I think if I had changed him out. He had uh, almost 11 points. But I I thought there was somebody I had on my bench that would have given me the win. Nobody gives a fuck. That's all right. I still have my New Orleans defense tomorrow. So I don't know. Oh, shit. That's pretty good. Bryce Young in Carolina. Yeah, who did I have? I thought I had somebody. No, Williams had 28 points, dude, in uh, in our Yahoo League. He had 28 points. So if I would have traded him out for a guy. Oh, he did have 28. So projected 10 to 11 points. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You fucked that one up. Well, I mean, most of my guys, it would have given me an extra eight points. But with that New Orleans defense, you would have been in pretty good shape tomorrow. But it is so much fun playing fantasy football and you watch – 
YouTube TV. Yes. I, it worked the really well zone. today, by the way. I ripped the shit out of it. I did a watch Red Zone, watch the Raiders, watch uh, regular TV games. Did you watch the multi-view? No, I did not. With four I, games at a time? I did not. What I did was, though, I, uh, you got to show me to do that because I couldn't find that. But I, I was fine with the Red Zone. And here's the best news of the day for me and anybody who has direct TV. I was trying to show Josh... Watch how fucked up this is. And I flip over to Fox. Oh, yeah, they got it done. And it was on. The Rams yeah, Niner game was on. I couldn't believe it. I go, what the fuck just happened? Temporary deal. Now, what does that mean? Because as long as it lasts through the World Series is all I care about. I have no idea what the time frame is because for now I got rid of DirecTV to yeah. go back to YouTube TV. That is the great thing about streaming. You're not locked into any two-year contract. It's literally month to month. Yeah. And, and cable and anything else. Um, but they put out today that there is a temporary agreement between Fox 5 and DirecTV locally. Uh, they put the channel back on. They're going to keep negotiating in good faith. Wanted to do the right thing. Does Kathleen Bade have anything to do with this? A lot. How about her and all those Arizona State cheerleaders she's been hanging out with? <laughs> Words of the late great Dick Enberg, hubba hubba. But um, probably Troy Hirsch got a lot yeah, done with it. I could see him. And uh, unlike Todd Strain, Troy rolls the sleeves up, gets his hands dirty. Todd Strain's the only one that admits to listening to this dumb show. (laughs) We throw his name out all the time because we love him. He's family. Um, No, I'm kidding. But yeah, that's good news. Yeah. Good news. But um, it's just anybody who plays, we're talking about my boys and I today watching. I got Madsen, the, the running back for the Vikes. In our other league. Doesn't do jack shit. <laughs> so the natural decision is to bench him because yeah. he got four points. And then what happens in every league? All of you can relate. You bench a guy, unless it's somebody like Josh Allen or Mahomes yeah. or one of those. You bench him, and then the next week it's 12 carries, 247 yards. And you start Isaiah Pacheco, and he goes four carries, 11 <laughs> yards. And he's like, Fuck. But and then I had Josh Allen today, and he's yeah. playing the Raiders, and I needed him and against you and yeah. in our other league. So I'm like, well, all right, well, that's kind of good. And uh, but it's just it's so goddamn good. Yeah, having uh, the NFL back, it's been so much fun. The Raiders, fuck, fuck. Yeah. That's what you thought was going to happen, though, right? And go all the way to Buffalo. You expected that to happen no no i will i will say this okay two things r- real quick we're watching right now dolphins patriots yeah i love the old school Patriot uniforms kate I, ate them i love them he, he really didn't like them it's maybe because it's our childhood yeah the patriots always sucked in them but they were cool as fuck yeah russ and, francis coming out yeah. <laughs> and the, the the steve grogan with the yeah. neck collar but here's the here's the thing next week. Pay attention to this if it means anything to you guys at all. Because we talk about optics of TV and how great it is. It's one of the reasons they have turf in the NFL. All the players yeah. want grass. The turf looks great. That Titans right. field today was looked great. Insane. First time they ever had turf, it looked great. Derrick Henry hates it. I got it. Nobody gives a shit. It looks great on TV. Yeah. Next week, next Sunday night, it's the Raiders and the Steelers. And I'm telling you, tell me if it, if there's any other matchup where the uniforms look better. I know. Right when the They're Raiders Vegas, and Steelers, right? it looks awesome. Yeah. Yeah, they're in Vegas. But just to see those two uniforms on the field, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just you and I in our age and our childhood, but it looks fucking great. Dude, uh, so good. So, and, and just watching different teams, watching the Chargers today. I, I just wanted to thank Burt Grossman 
today because Bert Grossman, I'm going to tell you why. Anybody who's a Charger fan today that knew, like all of us did, the Titans had that game, or excuse me, the Chargers had that game. Felt like the Chargers. Yes. How many times have we said it, Dave? Felt like that was the game the Chargers were going to win. Yes, sure did. And you know who you can blame? You can blame that big mouth, Burt Grossman. <laughs> Most That's, people say Staley, but okay. Nope. Staley would have been fine. He should have called out Burt tonight. What did Burt do? Because I pointed out that the Raiders, uh, oh, I know what it was. I pointed out the Kevin AC article. Yeah. And we'll get into this. Yes, we Where will. Kevin AC, unbelievable, unbelievable. Interviews 12 uniform personnel, eight of whom were players, one third of the team, to talk about the issues in the clubhouse, how Manny is not held accountable, yeah. amongst others. And the immediate reaction on Friday that you saw when this came out was, no wonder our team sucks. What the hell is going on? Everybody in this town did what they always do because they're fucking blind until Sunday night when we come in. Is they started pointing the finger at AC. Exactly right. Holy shit. How many, uh, how many pitches did AC throw this year? Yeah. How many at-bats did he have? Yeah, Exactly. But it's Kevin Acey's fault. You guys always do that. God, and I said, I'm going to let everybody in. That's embarrassing. You're guys, so stupid. That's why you guys always go after me, you fuckers. Look, so, Acey's man is tied in. Jeff and I are sitting there watching like everyone else is on TV. And from what we hear of people who are down there, Acey is around that team more than anybody that doesn't he, get paid by the Padres. He had 12 people in uniform, one third of the roster. Then there's some dumb fuck from Matt Fryers who goes, you talk to a third of the roster? Is that what I said? Some fucking idiot moderator? Jesus <laughs> Christ, Conniff, do your work. Hire better people. I don't, I don't have time to address people. So I write, to get it back to the Chargers quickly, yeah. I go, a third of the team says there's a fucking problem and everybody locally blames the paper. Nice scent, nice clue. And Big Mouth Bert goes, we talk about the Raiders? I go, you know what, Big Mouth Bert? <laughs> Did you type that? Oh, I love it. It would Bert. be funny if you don't even type it. You just do the voice one. You don't even just talk into your phone. <laughs> you know what, you know what, Big Mouth Bert? <laughs> comma. Uh, comma. I think you've said about enough. So I told, I can't even remember what I told Bert. I just, <laughs> doesn't he live like right here? Yeah, he lives right around the corner. We got to get him in here. He's the funniest He dude. says, well, come on. Oh, that'd yeah. be great. It'd be great. Because I'm just going to tell him like I told every charger and it freezes them all in the tracks. Yeah. You know, I tell every charger. Yeah. This is going to be a kick in all of your little balls that still cheer. Listen to this, Walt Chip. Okay. Listen to this shit. And next time you're on the roof, bring a seatbelt up there because you may fall off. You want to know what I do to your fucking team, Sean? Every time I talk to Big Mouth, Bert, Hank, Laz, any of those guys, and it freezes them in their tracks every time, I always say, you know what? Dude, you would have been a great writer. <laughs> <laughs> you would have been a great writer. And you know it makes them feel good to hear it. Yeah. You know Hank, they love it. Hank's like, oh. Yeah. I'm like, dude, are you kidding me? Silver and black, can you imagine love you? It. Uh, that would have been pretty wild. Yeah. That guy. Exactly. He doesn't give a shit about loyal to the soil. And Hank's up there all the time. Who can blame him? 
He wore that uniform. I have no problem with Hank staying loyal to him. Good for him. I used to say to him all the time, I'll tell Big Mouth Bert when he's here. Yeah. You know what, Big Mouth Bert? You'd have been a you would have been Bert would have been a perfect raider. He would have been a good raider. I Dude, like he would have been right there with Alzado, right? Ted Hendricks. He would have fit in. Bill perfect. Piquel. Bill Piquel. I was talking about guys with personality that talked. <laughs> Alzado, Matuzak. Bert would have been perfect. But Bert had to run his mouth about the Raiders because he knows he wants to wear that jersey. Maybe we'll get him one. And then, uh, and then, lo and behold, the Chargers go out and Chargers do it. Bert poked like the bear today. Let's get him a jersey. We'll get it like from the Sears catalog 92? where it just says Raiders across the number yeah. before. Yeah. Completely bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> get him a pair of silver pants that go over yeah. his kneecaps. Oh, my God, dude. That's so damn funny. Dude, I don't need the coach of the strike force oh God. calling out my team. I will I will point this out. I know we're going to talk a ton of Padres. Yeah. In my history of watching football, Jeff, there are three terrible plays where I go, man, that's the worst coaching I've ever seen. Oh. And I'm going to give you the three. Okay. The first one that stands out, Texas, USC, where USC needs one yard. Holy fuck. And Reggie Bush is on the sideline. Yeah. Terrible. Even if they don't use him, at least his yeah. decoy, the best player in college football might, might get the ball. Dave, is there a common denominator between yeah. one and two? No, yes, there is. The next one, I can't believe you know what I'm going to say. Yeah. The next one is Seattle Absolutely. Patriots. Marshawn Lynch not getting the ball and decided to pass. Dave, who coached USC? That was Pete Carroll. Dave, who coached Seattle? Pete Carroll. Jesus Christ. And then the third one was today when the Chargers are trying to stop the Titans yeah. and Derrick Henry's not on the field. Yeah. And Brandon Staley goes, I'm going to call timeout right here. Yeah. And as soon as he calls timeout, it put Derrick Henry back what on the, the field. Fuck? To give the Titans the chance to win the game. I like literally, I was saying to, to Josh, I go, if I was a player, you know, any, a coach can call timeout. But like yeah. if I'm Derwin James and he's going timeout, I'm yeah. like, I don't see it. I'm not calling. I know Derrick Henry's right. not on the field. Some guy named Spears. Nobody knows who that fucker is, is on the field. And they call time and they put Derrick Henry back on the field. It was the craziest, worst coaching I've ever seen. Dude, you saw the opposite in the Bills Raider game. Yeah. When the Bills were going to kick that field goal. And they're like, hang on, hang on, hang on. They call timeout, regroup, send the offense back on, and either convert the first down, got the touchdown, didn't matter. Staley's in trouble, huh? He should be. And here's the deal. They're going to probably lose to your Vikes. Both teams are 0-1-2. Yeah. Vikes have had 10 days to prepare. Vikes should win that game. If I'm a Viking fan, I'm expecting to win that game next week. Yeah. Staley should be out by the end of this month. He should be fired. Yeah. He um, looked at Vikes, so put up points. I mean, the, the greatest thing today, there's, we only have the Union Tribune. There's two papers in Minneapolis, the Star Tribune, and then the St. Paul Pioneer Press. The Pioneer Press sucks. But they have a guy, Charlie Walters, who's a columnist. He's kind of like Canapa, been yeah. around for a thousand years. Difference being is that Charlie at one point was a, uh, that's good, cut that kid on about 11 teams. Um, <laughs> it's like about reading Moser. Uh, <laughs> Charlie Walters today determined that because the team's 0-2, it's time to trade Cousins to the Jets wow. for a third-round pick in 2025. Wow. 2025. Then he determined they should trade their left tackle. Left tackle would probably get a couple of picks back. And it's also time to start fielding offers for Justin Jefferson. Oh, no way. And make a run at uh, Caleb Williams. Wow. 
Now, I guess the feeling is because they have Addison. You're like, you're going to trade. The best receiver in the NFL? I mean, he is. He's the best receiver in the NFL. I get if there's, I mean, if the Vikes start falling apart, fielding offers on Cousins, who's not coming back. Yeah, I I understand. I understand that. I get it. Do it. You're not trading Jefferson, but let's just see what happens. But um, are you expecting the Vikings to win? Yeah. 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 I, I think they can exploit that Charger defense. Yeah. I do. Um, I, I think, think the Jefferson Raiders. is a huge game. Yeah, I think I, the Raiders beat the Steelers next week. I do too. I do. I Jimmy Garoppolo is the funniest guy watching because I said to Jack, I'm so excited watching Jimmy G because every pass he throws looks like me and Coronado. We have the exact same. I mean, no pass. He, I mean, if I'm Devontae and Devontae heals up from the concussion, Jacoby Myers heals up from a concussion. Dude, I mean, the idea of a 25, a 45, a 65-yard completion seems like it's non-existent in that offense, and maybe it's just because of the quarterback. Well, he didn't do it with Tom Brady and the Patriots either, right? I mean, no. that's kind of his thing. It's kind yeah. of a controlled offense. But it's just every pass is 10 yards. Yeah. Well, that's what Brady used to do all yeah. the time. I mean, you're 22 or 26 yeah. for 138 yards and a touchdown. Dude, I like seeing him on the Raiders. I'll be honest with you. I like seeing a veteran quarterback. I, I, and look, yeah. Derek Carr was just, I didn't think he was that good. But like I'm thinking, if I'm Devontae Adams, at least he looks for me first every time. Yes. You know? I, I like the tight end. I think Mayer is going to be fun. Yeah. Uh, I mean, defense, yeah. I mean, they had no answers today. But you had to figure Buffalo was going to come out and be ready to go of course. at home. They look good, but uh, yeah, man, I don't know. It's just NFL, I mean, college football last night, unbelievable. Yeah, I stayed up watching. Unbelievable. And, and you know, Dave, I'll say this, dude. It, it, I was exchanging text messages with Jim Trotter today. Yeah. And I said, you know, it's really funny, Jim. I said, it's funny how it's just becoming more and more blatant in what we see. It's what we hear on Coach's show every day. And it's what we see now after Deion Sanders last night. All I know is that when I watch, I've never once paid attention to Colorado football other than when Sal Inessi was there because Sal threw about, uh, I think it was about 40 for 42 against San Diego and about 9,000 yards in his career. Um, but all of a sudden you have people that are paying attention to a team that, sorry to my friends and my sons who go to Helix, but Carl Durrell was 1-11. in 11. Yeah. Blenders Sportswear, based in San Diego, did 1.2 million in sales yesterday in one day. Yeah, which is Dion's a part owner of. Yeah, in one day, a San Diego company did 1.2 million in sales for the Prime Sunglasses. Look, I love USC football. We've loved it since KFMB. I hope USC beats Colorado 60 to 54 in two weeks because that might be what that score is with the USC defense. But Dion made it fun. And now, boy, what are we seeing today? Well, who'd they beat? Well, I looked. TCU was ranked 16 coming in. Well, that was a mistake. I mean, they lost okay. everybody off, off their team last year. TCU I got stinks. It. But you beat the three teams that are on your schedule. I don't think San Diego State can say that. No, but Colorado State is, is San Diego State. Yeah, they were ready to go. Yeah, I mean, credit to same, Colorado State. No, I'm they, just saying they're the same team. 
Yeah. Well, when if they beat Oregon next I week, I think that I think that's an insult to Colorado State. The Aztecs aren't any good. No, well, neither is Colorado State. They're zero two. They aren't a good team. Colorado State's not a good team. They might. They, they, look, I'm not saying this is the finished product. It's not. Dion's no. have him going in the right direction. This is not yeah. a shot at Dion. I believe Dion's a good coach and he motivates and he's going to get great players. And this I is just am, the man. beginning. And you understand, you watch the defense, man. They're undersized. Yeah. Colorado's undersized, especially up front. And so you, you watch and they're moving in the right direction. You can't fix everything in one day. I, right. I, I understand. It's not a shot at Dion. My only complaint about Dion is this. And look, if he puts college football on its, on its head, great because the system's broken. Mm-hmm. And if he's going to not break the rules and take advantage of what the system is and hopefully fix things a little bit, make it more exciting, make it better for the, the viewer and better for the athletes, all for it. Here's my one negative I have is what Dion is doing, he, the camera crew everywhere, the whole deal. When you dump the players that were already there with the camera crew, not a fan. Where was that? The very beginning when he said, there's the door. And he basically cut 80 kids on in front of a camera. And I know it's mm. for a documentary and everything else. There are kids or families, everyone who accepted one of the scholarships. And yeah, they might not have been good enough to play at Colorado. They had offers somewhere else too. It's D1, Pac-12. But to sit there and do it to those kids and those families, not a fan of that. I'm, I'm a, you're a kid guy. I'm a kid guy too. Kids are off limits. But when it, that's the only thing that, that I will say bothered me. Everything else, man, I'm, I'm 100% fine with except that part. Because, look, I'm not going to lie. You look at Calipari, did the same thing. Steve Fisher did the same thing when he came Lincoln to San Diego State. Lincoln Riley. These guys do it, they, but they don't bring the camera crew in and show their faces. Yeah, I didn't see that. But yeah. I'll, I'll it was t- the first thing he did. Yeah, they were 1-11. in 11. Yeah, I got it. They were horseshit. Yeah. I, I understand that. But you could have told all those kids, no, look, I'm bringing my own guys in. And he did say that. I'm bringing yeah. Louie and I'm bringing in Gucci and he's talking about. But when you show the guys you're doing it, it's a whole different level. Fuck out of here, kid. Yeah, those aren't Fuck. public figures. Those are kids. Get over there. Brady Hoke's waiting for you. <laughs> Dude, Brady Hoke is waiting for him. I hate to say. <laughs> um, the big fucking hug. <clears throat> yeah. Dude, I, I'll tell you this, Dave. I would say something. Lincoln Riley did the same thing. There may not have been a camera crew yeah, there. That's the difference. Everybody does it. I got it. Rick well, Pitino's doing it right now at St. John's in yeah. basketball. Right now, he's doing the same thing. Right. I wish Dion would come and take care of the Padres. <laughs> Dude, he, that one, that's he, different. I would love that. He'd have exit interviews like I had the other night. All right, let's, uh, uh, let's talk Padres. I, I can't wait. Well, I was just going to say, uh, to me, Dave, I think there's so much unfortunate, and it's racism, man. It's the only way to call it. Because when people start picking apart who's on the schedule, well, they beat the three teams. I think there's so many people that hate the idea that it's Dion and those kids that are winning. And it's just, it's what I joke about on a coach's show. And I texted back and forth with Jim today. And I think Jim's writing a story about the athletic. You're welcome. Uh, Because I said to him, hey, man, look at this. But I think, Dave, there are just people that get upset when a guy who looks like Dion and kids that look like they do on that team and play in the style they do, I didn't see. I mean, the cheapest shot I saw was from Colorado State on Hunter. Yeah. And it was funny driving in. I had the game on. Goddamn, Sirius XM's the greatest because you can listen to any broadcast. Gary Barnett, the former coach, yeah. is the analyst. Is that right? I don't know who the Colorado play by play guy is. He was so good. And uh, Gary Barnett's like, listen. Whoever that kid was from Colorado State that hit Hunter, it's Travis Hunter, right? Yes. Hey, I don't care that that young man's from Boulder. He needs to be out of the game. (laughs) But I love him, man. He's generating interest. He went in. How much money do you think they made, Dave, 
I don't know the answer. I'm just saying. Oh, okay. When you have The Rock show up, you had both yep. ESPN and Fox Sports yep. there in Boulder. Oh, they're a talk of college football without a doubt. When The Rock takes his jacket off and he's wearing the number two Colorado jersey. Yeah, wearing a Deion How son. many of those are sold? Oh, well, that's his son. That's the quarterback. I got so, it. Yeah. Well, I, I imagine it's pretty hard to, to find. I saw a guy tonight on Facebook with a Colorado Buffaloes yeah. logo. Dedicated Buffaloes fans in September 2023. Is that already said? But I mean, it's generating. Jeff is, uh, is a Colorado guy. You know, he went to the University of Colorado. Is that right? Yeah. He, lo- he loves the whole thing. We talk about well, it every day. Here, well, they, they have three losses coming up on their schedule, in my opinion. So yeah. nine and three is pretty good. They're gonna dude nine and three. I was thinking, looking at some of those, it's pretty tough. I had them at seven and five. Do you really? Okay, yeah. I only have them losing to SC, okay, Oregon, Oregon, and Washington. Oh, that's yeah. I I thought I had another one in there. Do you really? Okay, I'll throw another one at you. Utah. Did they lose to Utah? Washington State. Yeah, I mean, Dave, you know it UCLA. is. The guy who coaches and been around teams. The more you win, the more confident you get. Right? I, I agree, but when you're talking about a physical sport, like I mean, well, you saw. Colorado State's not that great, and they were taking advantage of that with small defensive line. You don't want them to go seven and five as Mark Neville at the Holiday Bowl. Is that what happened? They would come here? I, I mean, they they would be in the mix. Maybe the the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl, right? I was trying to think of the different yeah. Pac-12 bowl games. Dude, if they come here, that place is sold out. Dude, wherever they go. That's a yeah. great get for any bowl. And it's like you said, get. it's year one. It's year one. It's only going to get tougher. Sports Illustrated comes out once a month now, but it talks about NIL. Name, image, likeness, yeah. and the whole issue. Holy shit! You know who's making a killing is LSU and LSU's women's sports. Yeah, I mean women's basketball, women's gymnastic. Uh, Angel Reese mm-hmm. and Olivia Dunn killing it. Caleb Williams was talked about. Big NIL guy. Yep. Hunter and Dion Sun, two of the top six guys in name, image, likeness, money. Wow. At Colorado. Yeah. I mean, dude, they're gonna be something. I mean, for people who aren't aware, you know, the story was two weeks ago before Burrow signed his contract, Arch Manning, who's not going to probably play for Texas this year. Yeah. A backup quarterback slated to make more money than Joe Burrow this year. How about the kid at uh, Carlsbad? Yeah. He's, kid at Carlsbad's he's top five. Dude, I wish he was at Alabama right now. Like, he'd be playing right yeah. now. He's better than anyone on Alabama's roster. Dude, I was like, I work at Carlsbad. Yeah. How am I not going to watch this kid play he, on he, Friday? He's insane. If you can get in, go watch him. He's He's fantastic. He's, the, he's definitely the real deal. All right. So Friday it hit online. It was in the print edition of the paper Saturday. We alluded yeah. to it a little bit earlier. Unbelievable story by Kevin AC talking about the culture in that clubhouse. And what it said was that there are a lot of guys that should be held accountable. But when Manny is considered the CEO of that clubhouse, then it should all fall on him. And I think, or a lot of it should fall on him, even though the players say, well, it shouldn't. Well, if you go to him and you call him out and he doesn't say anything, if he's going to be the guy, then he needs to set the example. And what clearly came across in that article is Manny's not doing it. And that's incredibly disappointing to read as a Manny fan. Incredibly frustrating, incredibly disappointing. And then you see what, what Bill Shaken wrote which I found fascinating, and we probably talked about it. And he said, the Dodgers brought Manny in, and it was basically an addition. Yes. And when Manny wrapped up, the Dodgers made it very clear, we're not interested. That's all it took. But to me, I was like, okay, because Manny came here. I mean, he was the runner-up for the MVP last year. There's been a whole lot to like about Manny in his time here. 
But the idea that Manny and a lot of those guys kind of just folded up the tent and, you know, this bullshit. Hey, Soto hits a grand slam. And uh, who gives a fuck, man? Who gives a fuck at this point? And Dave, to me, the biggest thing that I took out of that was that 100% it boils down to one thing. And it boils down to the fact that we're quickly finding out that Peter Seidler isn't the owner that we hoped he would be. He's a complete disaster. It's the only way to say it because Peter refuses to look in the mirror and realize he's a huge part of the problem because Peter's an enabler. And all of a sudden, all the things we, we questioned about Bob Melvin, well, it came into focus really quickly because it doesn't appear that Bob has the support of, maybe he's got the support of Preller, but when you have Peter Seidler, who I'm not saying he doesn't have good intentions, but it doesn't matter. You hire baseball people to make baseball decisions. You're not the baseball guy. Talk to Artie Moreno and others who have gotten into the same problem. And it became, what I took away from that article is that Manny knows that all he does is answer to Peter Seidler. Yeah. Boy, that's horrible, man. I hate it's to say absolutely that. horrible. And it's, it's, dude, it's the start of a really, really bad run in Padre baseball. A really bad run. You're on pace for a good 10 years. So we mentioned this on the show before. Again, Jeff's number one love is the San Diego Padres. No so, doubt. So I think you're being honest here with it. When I say things, I'm really careful kind of what I say because I know you guys immediately are thinking, fuck you, you aren't a Padre fan. Looking at it from the outside, I've said to Jeff before, look, it's great Pete's spending the money. No, yeah. one, no one claims that that's a bad deal. Finally, you have superstars. But Pete, man, has a major problem of falling in love with the guys. And you can't run a baseball team with... Starting with Preller. And, and, and it goes with Pete and it goes with the fans. Oh, As God. the fans, you fall in love with Preller too. You yeah. fall in love with the rock star GM. The whole... When I see a guy wearing a Slam Diego shirt, he drives me to my mind. I think they hit two this year. Yeah. And I think they're the last team this year to hit one. And stop already. It's just a fucking just dumb. It's dumb. I the rock star GM is just... <laughs> It just, it just fucking, everything's just dumb. So I said to you before about Seidler, it's amazing he became a billionaire because he is a smart guy. Yeah. He knows how to run a business. If AJ Preller worked for Seidler in another business, he definitely would have fired him by now. Should have. And for him to fall in love with Preller and everyone says, well, he has a contract at 2026. Who gives a shit? shit? It's not close to the money you're paying Hosmer. Yeah, or Pomerantz. So fuck, if you're willing to eat that money, you should eat that this money. Dude. And if you're going to eat Bob's money too next year, I mean, it's just fucking insane. So the, the part with Manny, look, the Dodger thing, that they figured it out. The, the Dodgers learned their lesson. He kind of fucked it up in the postseason. I think Manny would have got the offer if he didn't step on ankles and then for some reason thought it was a good idea to step to the mic and go, if you're looking for the guy to hustle every day, that's not me. Yeah. They're like, fuck, we need the guy that's going to be. Maturity, man. They were looking for a Mookie Betts guy, yeah. that, but they thought Manny was the guy. He was the audition. And, and anyway, forget about the Dodger part. Here, Manny said a couple things, Jeff, that, that stood out in my mind. One thing he said to AC was, everyone in this locker room is a leader. We have 26 leaders. Mm-hmm. Okay? Sure. So, uh, Tom player- Cosgrove's a leader. Okay. So here, let, let's just Fred look at- Sullivan. Li- yeah. Well, let's just look at life in general. In life in general, Jeff, you know, you're a boss. Yeah. The majority of people are followers. They aren't leaders. Right. If everybody was a leader, there'd be complete chaos. Right. <laughs> so that's a lie. You just aren't stepping up to be the guy everybody wants you to be. Right. And you have guys in there like Xander Bogarts, who has won two championships. And you have Soto, who's won championships. Who Soto in Seattle, I thought, said the most honest thing all year. We have guys on this team throwing at bats away. Yeah. And then he took it back because he realized he crossed the line. 
but fuck, he was right. We watched it. You watch the games. I watch the games. Yeah. They're at bats. We go. These are not competitive at bats. Whether it's Grisham, whether it's Machado, whether it's Tatis, guys do throw at bats away. Dude, the uh, the most sickening thing in there, and Kevin pointed it out. Everybody made it about Manny. Everybody made it about AC. Did I'll tell you the thing that made me absolutely sick? is when Kevin wrote and said that there was a situation in Seattle. Stephen Wilson hits one of the Mariners, and the entire Mariners team is ready to fight. Yeah. And nobody, nobody from the Padres moves. What? Holy fuck, dude. Yep. Holy fuck. I've literally cheered for that team since 82. What a bunch of fucking pussies, right? dude. What a bunch of fucking pussies. The only way to say it, boy, they all strut, they all talk, they all dance. What a bunch of fucking pussies. I've said it for years. There's two types of people. If there's a fight, there's people that are out front in the fight, and there's people that watch the fucking jackets. You got 26 fucking guys that on that particular time watch the jackets. Fuck those guys, <laughs> the, the, the old days used to be in baseball, and yeah. I understand this is the old days, but I don't think yeah. it really is. Is they say there would be situations just like that, and then they'd go back and look at the film. Yeah. And which guys weren't over the rail? None of them. And if you aren't over the rail, they were going to trade you or send you down to the minors. What a bunch of fucking And none of these guys gave a shit. Nobody. There's no family. You always hear family. There's nothing there. Where's the Polaroid of that shit? (laughs) Where's the chain? I I watched yesterday, I watched the the Dodgers clinch, and I wanted to Mm -hmm. see what they do in the clubhouse. And... Mookie Betts and Dave Roberts both said the same thing. They said, this is not the most talented team, but this is, um, this is the best team I've ever been around, meaning everybody did their job, coming to work early, did the extra work. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. It's a long season. Everybody's, As AC wrote about. Yes, exactly right. Using the Dodgers. It was very, but it was very interesting that both those guys said it. They didn't know what the article was, the Dodgers. Oh, I'm sure they saw it. But they, re- they repeated it and saying, this is what these guys are about. And so it was like, again, oh, I think that's a direct shot at the Padres. They could have been because that article got yeah. circulated around. And they, again, they well, let's be honest here. The Dodgers threw the season away before the season began. They didn't spend money in free agency. They lost nine starters. They lost a starting shortstop. It's supposed to be a waste season to get Otani to yeah. get under the luxury tax. I don't know how they fucking won, but they won. Either way, I'm not saying you have to be best of friends. You don't give me that bullshit yeah. line that the Yankees took 25 different cabs. I got it. Fuck all that. But for this Padre team, when they said this isn't an article written on Manny, it is. Uh, it came down to a lot of Manny. So Manny said, overall, the team is at fault. Everyone is at fault here. We just don't want it. All right, let's do this. Uh, Jim Russell and I, do I love Jimmy Russell because yeah. he was just like me, dying laughing at this shit. Good. And everybody calling out AC. I mean, dude, there's just nothing that makes you look more fucking ignorant than when I heard you it on Coach's show all dude, day. Read the fucking article. Okay. Read the article and think if that was your team, and I'm not saying the team that you cheer for, I'm saying people that worked for you. If that was the culture in the office, A, how many of them would still be working? Or more importantly, if you're the manager, how long are you going to be there? Yeah. Because if you look at that and you're blaming the guy who's making the report to you, I'm firing you. Because you're not capable of being a leader. So let's do this, Dave, just for fun. We haven't even planned anything. But here's what's coming. Because Jim Russell and I were dying laughing. I'm going to give you the opportunity to host the AJ Preller press conference. Okay. okay? We haven't done any of this. But I'm going to tell you, everybody, because this is what we're going to hear over the next two weeks from this fucking organization. The only thing is, unlike AJ, 
I won't answer with a bunch of fillers like, um, and you know, because I'm not a fucking moron like he is. I can put a fucking sentence together. Okay. And I'll tell you the other thing, unlike fucking Groupner, who's embarrassing the shit out of me as a family friend that he's nowhere to be found. The fact that fucking Seidler's nowhere to be found. And the fact that Preller's rarely heard from. Embarrassing. So, Dave. If you want to talk to Preller, just go to the basketball court. Yeah. Hang out. Um, you can ask me about Bob or any of the players. Perfect. I'm loving it. And I'm going to tell you, this is the answer you're going to hear uh, about any of these guys. Go ahead. Ask me any of it. I'll move out of the chair. Here, let's welcome uh, dipshit in charge, AJ Preller. AJ, first question. Sure. Manny Machado obviously is known as the leader of this team. He's been here for five years, and overall, three of the five years have been arguably a disappointment. Can you explain why we aren't getting the most out of Manny for five straight seasons instead of just getting two out of five? Yeah, I think, Dave, what you're going to see is, I, I think the biggest thing is what people don't see. And I think there's, I've been in this game a long time, and I think if people really knew what Manny was battling through, for the last five months with the elbow, I think it would give them a much different perspective across the game. I think you'd read the article different. But unfortunately, this season didn't go the way uh, we wanted it to. We wanted to build off the National League Championship. Instead, we fell right on our fucking face. And, uh, but you know, the exciting news, Dave, is Manny's elbow. We expect him to go in uh, shortly after the season ends. Uh, he'll have a procedure done. We'll get him cleaned up, and he's going to be healthy. And I think what you see uh, next year in 24 is the Manny Machado that so many of us are used to. I, I appreciate what he did. He tried to gut it out. But just sometimes your heart says one thing, your body says another. But I think the 2024 version of Manny Machado, uh, if anybody's still fucking listening to me, uh, is going to be the one we've grown accustomed to. It doesn't mean we'll finish any higher than fourth. But we'll still see the Manny that we're accustomed to. And that's a guy who pouts. And uh, probably at the end of the year, we'll do what he's doing now. Pat his numbers a lot. But we're going to get that procedure, and we're excited to have him here for the next 14 years. AJ, in years past, when Manny came off a bad year, you went out and hired coaches that he was comfortable with. Do you see changes to your coaching staff? Well, I think, Dave, what we're looking at right now is everybody's focused on making it a different 2024 than what we went through in 2023. And nobody's more committed to that than Bob Melvin. I mean, I think when you look at 29 teams around the league, they'd love to have a three-time manager of the year, and we're lucky to have them. So as we stand today, I think Bob, like I just said with Manny, is excited to be here. Uh, you're going to hear me say this a lot over the next fucking six weeks about how great Bob is, even though he didn't do jack shit when this thing was falling apart. That's because my fucking owner gives the keys to the car to everybody here. But, you know, he's a three-time manager of the year, and uh, I'm going to use that line a lot, that he's, <laughs> that he's excited for 2024, and, and we should all be too. Question about uh, Fernando. Mm -hmm. Fernando uh, misses all last year. It took him a while to get started. A lot of people say his numbers are down because he isn't on steroids. What kind of player are we going to see from Fernando? Is this the real Fernando? Is the Fernando of the past ever going to come back? I'm so glad you asked that question, when in reality, I'm really not. <laughs> uh, the great thing, Dave, about Fernando is he's going to have the opportunity this offseason to do what he didn't get the opportunity to do last year, and I don't mean take steroids. What he's going to do, Dave, remember, he had to have two surgeries on the wrist. He had the shoulder operation. 
and he spent the majority of the season in recovery. The one thing we're going to try to keep him from doing is running any kind of shuttle runs to TJ because once he gets across the border, who knows what's going on, although a day betting highlight is great, but I won't be able to say this on the air. So instead, what I'm going to tell you, and I hope everybody buys into it because they're all a bunch of fucking morons, and you will, because it'll be the common uh, narrative that you hear on our flagship station and you hear across town, is that, yeah, Fernando's going to have the full off season to train. What's that? Ride motorcycles? Uh, but we want you to believe that he's going to train. He's going to train with his personal trainer, get healthy. I mean, my gosh. Uh, I don't know too many guys that after three surgeries could potentially win a gold glove playing a position for the first time in their career and still hit 25 home runs, probably seven to 10 of those when the season had been decided. But next year, we're excited for him to hit 30 to 35 of those uh, when the season uh, really isn't decided. So he'll hit some of those and then uh, we'll be excited and uh, I wouldn't be shocked if he's the first one to be uh, disappointed and demand to trade. But for right now, we're going to sell it like it's a positive. Or we're going to say we're excited for Fernando in 2024. What about the reported chemistry problems between uh, Xander Bogarts and Machado? Boy, Dave, I, I sit right between those guys on the flight. There's not many guys that enjoy a middle seat, but I love it. We sit there. Often we'll watch movies together. Uh, right now we're on season three of The Blacklist. We're all three big fans of James Spader. Um <laughs> I think they probably hate each other's guts because I think Xander is the guy that actually comes out and has something to show for it where Manny really doesn't. But uh, Xander's brand new. And here's the other thing. I'm glad you asked me about Xander. Uh, he's going to have a wrist surgery. We probably should have done a little bit of research and realized that his wrist was fucking <laughs> fucked up. But if you met our medical team, I mean, we're the guys that almost had Luis Castillo but we tried to trade Colin Ray of all guys that needed fucking Tommy John surgery. We could have had a legit starter. But, hey, our medical staff's as great as anybody in baseball. So uh, it's going to be pretty crowded in that, uh, in that ICU, Dave, because we're going to have uh, Xander getting surgery. We're going to have Manny getting surgery. Fernando's probably going to need three more surgeries. Uh, Joe's going to be healthy, but he'll probably need a follow-up surgery. You's going to get surgery. But I think with you, what we'll probably do uh, you didn't ask me, but I'll just jump to it. We'll probably wait till July 15th, and then we'll have season-ending surgery in 2024 for you, Darvish. And uh, and then that'll probably be right about the same time when I get my new five-year extension. All right, so Juan Soto has one year remaining on his contract. A lot of talk that maybe you try and get something back to fix your team by getting rid of Juan now. Has this team done enough to make it appealing for Juan to sign a long-term deal with the Padres? Well, the one thing I learned today is reading Bryce Miller's column. This is exactly why I don't read Bryce Miller's column. Last time I got advice from Iowa, I uh, never. Uh, we wish a speedy recovery to Bryce, but how about he lets me make the, the baseball decisions around here and he focuses on writing about Del Mar where nobody goes. Uh, when we traded for Juan Soto and we gave up everything, not sure if you noticed, Dave, C.J. Abrams only has about 20 home runs and 20 stolen bases. Uh, James Wood is going to come up to the majors in two years and make all of us cry that we included him in that deal. But uh, we said that Juan Soto was going to be here for three years. Bryce, again, a kid from Iowa, struggles with basic math. We understand that out there in the cornfield. It's hard to keep track of everything. Why would you understand two or three? That we expect want to be here, and then we're very, very excited that if we're out of it at the trade deadline next year, uh, we're going to trade him someplace, and we'll probably get Gary Sanchez back in that trade, and he's the guy that we love around here. 
be fun to welcome back Gary Sanchez and Tommy Pham. But as of right now, uh, we're very excited to have Juan Soto part of what we're looking ahead to in 2024. Last question is sure. uh, center field situation hasn't been good. Trent Grisham, we know you love guys from Texas and he's from Dallas, but Trent Grisham has not been good in a Padre uniform. What do you plan on doing as far as center field in 2024? Well, I don't know how you can say he hasn't been good. He has won two gold gloves. And really, when you look at everybody around baseball, when it's all judged by center fielders, some of the all-time greats, whether it's uh, uh, Brett Gardner from the Yankees <laughs> or others. Jacoby Ellsbury. Jacoby Ellsbury is a wonderful example. Cliff Floyd. Uh, the one thing that everybody looks at is gold gloves. And I wouldn't be shocked if Trent goes in the Padre Hall of Fame before Bob Chandler. He's a two-time gold glove winner. And uh, he's a guy where... Really, I mean, you talk to Trent. Like I said, you talk to him. Nobody's more frustrated than Trent. <laughs> and yeah. I would expect that he is a big part of our off-season program. Uh, he might have an off-season surgery to try to get a little heart because it doesn't seem like he has a whole lot of it, Dave. doesn't seem to have a little grit. But anytime you have that chance to have a gold glove center fielder, Boy, I know 29 other teams that would love to have Trent Grisham in center field. We're glad he's here for 2024. Perfect, AJ. Thanks for the time. That's going to be it on That's every awesome. fucking guy. Dude, that was really close. That was going to be it. Except you didn't draw the do the us. Well, because I'm not a fucking idiot. And you didn't do the you knows. Yeah. That was pretty close. Pretty fucking close, man. That was really good. <laughs> Dude, it, it's so it's sad. It's going to be so full of shit, and they're just going to sell <laughs> all you dumb fucking sheep. Matt. On this bullshit, and you're all going to buy into it. Joe's going to be healthy, and you, Darvish, is going to be healthy. Oh, man, he had a fucked up elbow all season. Bullshit. Bullshit. Nothing's going to change. It's going to continue to be what it is. And unfortunately, as, as hard as it is to say it, Peter Seidler's the problem. It starts with him. I because agree. Because he cannot... He cannot do what he needs to do, and that's fire Preller. I was asked yesterday by a friend, wrote me a message, said, okay, you're the owner of the team. You have three moves you can make. Yeah. Contracts stay in place. No trades stay in place. All of these things stay in place. You have three moves that you can make to immediately improve the Padres. What are the three moves you make? I said it literally took me 35 seconds. Number one, I fire Preller immediately. Fire Preller. Number two, I hire Theo. Number three, the biggest trade I make is I trade Manny Machado. Because when I trade Manny Machado, the culture in that clubhouse should change a lot. It would. And you no longer have one guy as a CEO. How much are you willing to eat of that contract? You'd have to eat a lot of it. Yeah. But if you move him to the Yankees or a team like that that's yep. had interest in him in the past, uh, yeah, you're going to have to spend money. But the biggest deal is that would be it. My three moves immediately. I would fire AJ Preller. I would hire Theo Epstein because say whatever you want. I don't think you can get him though. In all honesty, Steve Cohen, Steve Cohen of the Mets knew there was a problem. And why Steve Cohen and the Mets, at least if I was a Mets fan, would feel like they're into it. He immediately addressed the problem, and they got better. They got rid of Verlander. Even though he had to eat the money, he got rid of Scherzer, who seems yep. like he's a bit of a fucking talker. You think? It's a bitch. And Scherzer broke down. He got rid of him. Yep. And, and they went, fixed the minor league system. 
fixed the minor league and went out and hired David Stearns. Yeah, one of the best. From Milwaukee. Could, Padres could have had him. Yeah. Could have had him. Yeah. I think Stearns was pretty interested as a New York kid. Yeah, but I'm just saying he was out of a job in Milwaukee, which yeah. means he was allowed to start talking September 1st. Yeah, August 1st. August 1st. Right after the trade deadline. So the, Exactly. So the Mets knew exactly, hey, this is one of the best in the business, and he's available. Yeah, and they went and got him. They went and got him. That's what you're supposed to do. That's what the Braves did, by the way. Yeah. Now, does Buck Showalter survive? Probably not. No, I, I don't think he should. Does Billy Epler survive? He may, but David Stearns is the guy making yeah. the call. How long is Billy Epler going to want to stay there? And I would just say, if I was a Padre fan, and we had a team that said this year, now maybe this year it was Snell and Hayter, and I get it. They thought they were still in. You can't, but had you made that move, right, and you go out and Preller's out, and you go hire somebody to come in, I think you could get Theo. I really do. I don't think. I don't think. The rumor is Theo wants to be ownership. Well, dude. Okay. Why do you think, in all honesty, why do you think the GM position of the Padres is a great job? It's not. You're stuck in all these contracts. I'm not saying GM. I bring him in as as president of baseball operations. Like David Stern's come in. But how do you fix it? That's what I'm saying. I don't think it's an appealing job because there are so many long-term contracts and your hands are tied. Yeah. And, and we I, don't know where Sidler's money is going from here on out. Yeah. You, we talked about the TV deal the last time. There's some major concerns. Right. There's going to be different things. I think coming here, I think, dude, I think it's pretty desirable. Do you really think so? Yeah. I, God, I don't know. There's nothing here for me unless you gave me permission to get rid of Machado. Oh, yeah. If I, if I don't know, I don't know. Sidler loves Machado. Dude, you'd I have mean, to. Oh, you're really I, bringing. I think Sidler loves Machado more than Preller does. I think if you brought Theo in, you'd have to give him full power to do whatever he wants with the roster to ultimately give Peter what he says he wants, which is the World Series. Here's here's the deal with um, the Mets, because I was talking to someone yesterday who was a big Padre fan who said, man, we're almost as bad as the Mets. I go, you know what? You're worse. I go, you are. At least the Mets cut ties. At least yes. they got rid of Verlander and Scherzer and they fixed their minor league system and they went and hired a new baseball operations guy. The Padres haven't done anything. You're going to lose Hater for nothing. I yep. tell you where Hater's going to go. Without a doubt, I, I got this figured out. Houston, he's going to the Rangers. Look oh, what yeah, the Rangers was... have done. Oh yeah, that fucking boat. Poor boat. You go to your closer. You got no chance of getting the last three outs in the ninth inning. I mean, poor boat has gotten killed this month. But the Rangers are going to spend money. He's going to end up in, in Texas. Watch that. You're going to see yeah. Snell possibly end up in Texas. Yeah, you're going to see guys who are going to move on, and you're going to get nothing Dude, in return. Watch Otani to Texas. Yeah, Otani to Texas would be interesting. Peter Gammons, by the way, is worse than Mitch McConnell. Did you see him yesterday? Oh, no. Worse than Joe Biden? Oh, my God, dude. Worse than Donald Trump, who said, man, he's going to get us into World War II. Well, no, I just meant. (laughs) No, I'm just saying. We have all these senile guys. There's no one worse than Peter Gammons. Oh, no. Peter Gammons says Otani is going to the Red Sox because of his relationship with New Balance. If that was the case, the Portland Trailblazers would be the best fucking basketball team in the country because of Nike. What the fuck are you talking about? Oh, man, what the fuck? Have another cracker. What the fuck's wrong with you? (laughs) Because there's a relationship with fucking New Balance. Otani's made it pretty clear he's a West Coast guy. Yeah. It's probably going to be Seattle or the Dodgers. It's not going to be fucking Boston, you dipshit. Jesus Christ. What the fuck? What about with Duncan? Like, he literally came out of the grave to make one statement this year. Have you ever seen Peter Gammons anywhere? New Balance. Because there was a relationship with New Balance. Are you out of your fucking mind? 
Damn it! Oh my god, that's fucking great, dude. I, I, again, I don't, I don't know, man. This uh, the fans deserve better. I mean, obviously, yeah. the fans love superstars. I love superstars. I understand it. Yeah. Here's always my feeling about a G- GM or a baseball operations guy, and this is where Theo's a genius. And this is where Stearns is a genius. This is where Andrew Friedman's a genius. Mm-hmm. Dude, they don't run the team like they're fans. Right. If you do the job the way Jeff and I would do the job, you got the wrong guy. Right. You got the wrong fucking guy. You can be uh, Steve Cohen and have a shitload of money and it never hurts. Fine. I understand it. That was your team. Got it. But man, if you make moves like getting Xander Bogarts when you didn't need Xander Bogarts. Yeah. It's just dumb, man. Theo would not have gotten Xander Bogarts. But I'll tell you why, Dave. The Xander Bogarts deal makes sense when you realize that Preller was ready for Manny to opt out. Yeah, I, I understand that. But, and then Xander was going to be your third baseman. But even the history of Xander that two years before he came here, that the ball off the bat was d- decreasing, that he was getting I worse. Got it. And the well, wrist injury is something the Red Sox were well aware dude, of. Dude, I questioned the move immediately when it happened. But the problem is, too, you have a complete... I think, I think what you have there... Look, let's tell this story. Why not? No, he gives a shit. Yeah, fuck it. When Don Orsillo got fired in Boston, have we told this story? I don't know. I don't know which way you're going now. When Don got fired in Boston by John Henry, Mike D was here running the team. Mike knew that uh, Don would be great. And he has been. They went and hired Don. Mike D comes back super excited because Dick Enberg was out the door, ready to retire, brought nothing to that broadcast. Nothing, zero. Not very nice to people up there either. No, I'll tell you that. It was a dick. Huge disappointment. Talk about guys, when you say don't meet your heroes, well, Vin Scully was off the charts. Bob Miller was off the charts. Jerry Coleman off the charts. Dick Enberg didn't make the chart. No. Mike D was ready for Don Orsillo to step in and Dick Enberg gets wind of this, goes to management, knowing that he's supposed to be done, and says, you know what, guys, I'd like to come back for one more year. And ownership goes, okay, and doesn't let their guys run the operation. They got in the way. And that's if you remember, Orsillo came here for a year and was... Doing, I don't even know what the fuck he was doing. I don't remember what he was doing, but he was here Did for Did some a year. radio fill-in and everything else because it was the first time when we should have looked and said, these guys get in the way. Yep. And I don't know if it was Ron or Peter, it doesn't matter. They got in the way. I think it was Ron. And you were stuck with one more year of Enberg bringing nothing to that broadcast when it could have been Orsillo. Yep. That's a little bit smaller scale. But baseball-wise, the one thing that we said, if you remember if you were here in the spring, I was ready to trade Manny. Yeah, I think last year you were ready to trade Manny. I was. Coming off the MVP. Opt out, let him opt out. I said, let him go. Five years, thank you, Manny. You move on. I believe the Padres, listening to different things, talking to different people, I think that actually is what was going on and that Preller was ready to let Manny go. If Manny was going to elect to opt out in two weeks, they were going to let him do it. 
and figure, okay, we're five years, 150 off the books. Manny, thank you for your time here. We wish you the best. And Peter got in the way. Yeah, he did. And not only did he get in the way, but it's pretty easy to connect the dots in that AC column and know that Manny not only walked away with a new 10-year deal, but he walked away knowing that nobody was going to say shit to him. Exactly right. Boy, oh boy. Exactly right. Incredibly disappointing to read that. And and now all of a sudden, well, yeah, if you're Bob Melvin and shit's falling apart, what can you do? Because the guy you got to go talk to isn't going to listen to anybody because the owner's his best friend. Exactly. Terrible. Terrible. And the players know it. Everybody knows it. But Dave, all of a sudden when we were saying, well, why doesn't Bob go get a hold of this shit? Because you can't. No. Because your bosses have fucking handcuffed you. No, you're you're absolutely right on that. So if you just look at Manny's career, look, Manny's a tremendous talent. No one's not. No of one's course. not saying he is not. Manny has never been clutch. He just isn't, man. No. We we talked about the numbers that came out last week, where they're down by five not or a leader, up by Dave. five. He, no, he is hasn't. not a leader, and he never has been. He never has been. Even with the Orioles, when he left the Orioles, decided we're going through the rebuilding process. Right now, the Orioles are one of the best teams in the league. Dodgers lose them. The Dodgers to keep rolling. Okay, they don't have them. Comes to San Diego, and yeah, two of the f- five seasons he's been outstanding, but that's two of five. I mean, you're getting paid as the leader, yeah. the guy. And then you have guys who, again, have won before, whether it's Xander, whether it's Soto. Tatis is a tremendous talent. I'll give, yeah. him, I'll give Tatis a pass on this year for all the reasons yeah. that you were tongue-in-cheeking it right there. But for Manny, I don't understand what Manny is and what they think Manny is. Right. And take this whatever you want. Manny's never been a winner. He hasn't. He's a tremendous talent, but he's never been a winner. He has nothing to show for it that Manny's ever been a winner. There are guys who have been winners in that clubhouse. I got news for you. Bob Melvin is very well respected. That's why he's the top yeah. name of the Mets hiring. Three-time manager of the year, Three Dave. Time I think any of us would love to have 29 other teams. Uh, and the weird thing is those other 29 other teams. This is AJ again, Dave. Good to see you. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, AJ. I thought you left. I did, but I just wanted to chime in real quick and say uh, those other uh, 29 teams aren't going to do what my boss did and cut Bob's nuts off. They gelded him. They did. Poor yeah. Bob. Probably yeah. thought came here and said, I finally get to manage a team with talent. Yeah. Well, he probably wishes he was back in Oakland. Hey, Bob, a little sunscreen, too. I'm not sure if you guys saw the postgame show. A little sunscreen, Bob, okay? Read up about Jimmy Buffett. All right, bye, Dave. <laughs> Thanks, AJ. You going to go hit the courts? Yeah, I'm going to go shoot some hoops. All right. Make a Salisbury steak. <laughs> Thank you very much. For one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's it. Oh, my gosh. Well, that was a lot of fun. There you go. All right. Hey, I want to mention the guys over at Bright Bail Bonds. Don't forget Fabian and Miguel. They've written more than 20,000 bonds. So you know in the right hands, they're professional, confidential, caring, non-judgmental. Look, they're fast. Look, if yes. you're in a bad situation... This is really important. To me, it would be the most important thing. How fast can you get me the fuck out of here? Bright Bail Bonds is the way to go. 888-669-0295. 888-669-0295. Tonight was one of those nights when I probably could have been arrested. I'm at the Junior <laughs> Sale Park. Uh, my kids are throwing the football around. Yeah. And I'm just sitting here. And who starts approaching me but two fucking dorks from the Church of the Latter-day Saints. Oh, boy. They're white shirts and they're black ties. I'm just trying to, I got a Sports Illustrated, yeah. I'm reading a couple of, I'm reading about uh, the Titan that went down, uh, and I'm reading about the guy who owns Fanatics, that okay. thing, and, well, hey, how's it going? 
I go, hey, I'm not interested. Oh, man, it's a lot of books. I had two books. Oh, really? And I go, hey, listen, you guys can keep going. You don't need me. I only talk to guys with long sleeves. Yeah. Well, hey, what do you mean by that? And I go, look, all right, I'm enjoying a day with my kids, and I told you I'm not interested. There are two fucking dorks there. And a little dork with glasses. Okay, okay. You go enjoy your night. I thought this fucking guy, I cannot fucking stand people. Look, do whatever you do to get through your day. I have nothing against their church, whatever they're happy with. Good for them. Yeah. I I don't care what you practice. I don't care what you believe until you get in my space and start bugging me and think you're going to fucking do something. Because guess what? I'm not fixable. Nothing has ever been more truer on this fucking What'd you show. Just say? That was a test you failed. <laughs> as, so, as they say on the streets three years ago, true debt. <laughs> but then I thought, shit, I got to do a podcast. I can't get arrested tonight. But if I did, for beating up two fucking dorks that didn't get the message, uh, 888-669-0295. I highly recommend you check out my Twitter feed tonight. Um, because I posted a video of two guys on a golf course and it looks like the fight's about to break up and then a guy in like a Munzingwear polo keeps it going and he gets knocked the fuck out (laughs) right on the green. And as I said, if you decide to beat a guy up on the golf course and it's caught on video, you're probably going to jail. So you're going to need 888-669-0295 so they can get you out of jail quick. Better idea is just tell people, give them maybe the stare. Let them keep moving with their days so you don't get arrested. But if you do get arrested, 888-669-0295. Dan Williams is who you want to call when you think about what's going on with your finances. Also help you with the home buying season. Interest rates are going to come down, which will drive up the demand for more, more homes. I talked to someone about this just today. Don't forget Dan Williams, Brian Curry, they're working together. Get approved, not just pre-qualified. Understand the financials of home buying. Dan Williams is easy to get in touch with. 858 688 Six eight one three eight five eight six eight eight six eight one three. I think Dave too. the The biggest thing about having Dan, and we'll talk about it with Brian as well, because I think it applies to both guys. Having both of them on your side, yes, is knowing what is fair market value and what isn't, and knowing what you can afford. Uh, my brother and I were talking today. We grew up in Cardiff. We grew up on this street called Kings Cross Drive, and. My mom was a single mom, had the opportunity to buy the house maybe 25 years ago. But you get as a single mom, her kids had moved out, beautiful four-bedroom house in Cardiff. And she just wasn't sure that the finances would work. And instead, she bought a townhouse in PB, which is great. She's been there. It's paid off. It's awesome. But we were laughing today because we found out that homes on that same street that I, I think maybe... They offered to her for three hundred thousand. Yeah, sold today for two point two million, yeah. and it was on the market for six days. Shit. Look, man, I'll tell you this: I grew up on that street. I love that street. So many of my buddies and I grew up there. There's not one fucking house on that street that were two point two million. <laughs> Absolutely not. There's not one fucking thing about that neighborhood. It's a great neighborhood. Safe, close to everything. It's not a fucking $2.2 million home. And that's why you need guys like Dan Williams on your side because I would look at it 
And I would say, hey, wow, this is great in Cardiff, all these different things. And Dan and, and Brian will talk about too. They're going to tell you, dude, that ain't it. Yeah. That's not market value. That's over market value. And that's why you need these guys on your side. Dan's number is 858-688-6813. Just because somebody paid for it doesn't mean they made the right buy. And they're going to make sure that you're not the one making the mistake. 858-688-6813. It's my favorite thing, actually, about Brian Curry is that he's not in it just for the money. He's in it right. for basically word of mouth. That he's going to take care of you and going to tell someone else what a great job he did. There are at least nine homes that I've seen with Brian that he has talked me out of. Right. Where he could have easily said, absolutely, good for you. Guess what? It's even better for me. But that's not the way Brian works. Brian's going to work out what is best for you. As Jeff just said, what is the market? And make sure you're going to get the best value. You as a family, are you going to be happy? Anywhere in San Diego County, Brian Curry is very familiar and help you get in the right place. Also, if you're looking to sell your home, he will definitely get you the most for it. 619-251-1588. 619 one five eight eight. So many different places within the, the limits of San Diego where you want to live. But I'll tell you this. There are days when living in this community make me absolutely insane. And I don't go on Facebook too often. But I, it's because I always say there's neighborhoods you want to live in and yeah. other neighborhoods that you don't want to live in. Somebody reached out to me and said, hey, we, uh, we hear what you do on the show talking about growing up here and sharing memories of, of different places that are now in the rearview mirror. We'd love you to join uh, Vintage San Diego. It's a fun little group. And, uh, you know, we post pictures, different neighborhoods. We think you'll get a kick out of it. I said, hey, that sounds great. I love all that kind of stuff. I love this city. I love the history of it. So today... I've only been in the group for like a day. I don't, I don't write anything. I don't post anything. I just kind of read it. They put up old articles from the reader. Those are kind of fun. And today, one of the posts was from a guy who said, hey, moved away a long time ago. I came back and uh, I realized Qualcomm Stadium's gone. Oh, is that right, doctor? <laughs> you just realized that? I mean, you apparently grew up here. Chargers have been gone five years. You're just realizing that they tore the stadium down? And then his next point was, uh, I was like, well, this guy's a fucking idiot. And then the next point was, man, Snapdragon is a joke. 158 comments. Really? And I started going through, I go, I just want to read the comments, right? Because the Aztecs run this town. Dave, I bet there are, I don't know, I probably read 60 of them. And there were probably 55 out of the 60. People thrilled that the NFL is gone. Okay. People thrilled the Qualcomm's gone. And you just go, well, fuck it. Okay. Uh, those of us that love sports, love what it did for the tourist industry in this town, we know what it meant. The problem is we absolutely live in Mayberry by the beach. Yep. I've said it for 25 years, and these dumb fucks proved it. And I should have written on there. They'd probably kick me out. But I'd be like, you know what? This is my last day on this page. Because nothing embarrasses me more than the small-mindedness of you dumb fucks. <laughs> uh, go to the Santee Drive-In and buy yourself 35 socks for fucking $6, you dicks. So, when I come back on Wednesday, I'll tell you good places to live. But for night, sell your fucking house. Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of this rat trap and let Brian Curry help you sell it. Just call him. Take whatever deal he gives you. Just get the fuck. Move out. 
wherever Yellowstone is. Anybody comes on your property, just handle it old school vigilante justice. Brian's a big believer in that too. I don't know that for sure. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I don't know if he is. But he strikes me as a guy. He probably believes. You can see BC in Yellowstone, couldn't you? Oh, yeah. Wearing one of those big Without long trench coats with a hat. Without a doubt. Click, click. <laughs> it's your property. What you doing here, youngin? Come on. Get your ass out of here. Click, click. Get the message. Take your punk friends with you. Uh, we got to be. We're going to call Heather Cohen. Does she handle actors? Yeah. <laughs> Brian can freelance on Yellowstone. Uh, 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588. Okay, here we go. How old are they and how much are they worth? We're going to go September 18th. Okay. James Gandolfini. Mm, 65. Ah, damn it. He passed away 10 years ago. You want to try again? Oh, shit. Do you remember how old he was when he died? No, I would have said, I'll say 68. 62. Oh, okay. Shit, I was going to go backwards. God damn it. Okay, I loved him a lot. Man, you watch, um, dude, I watched something that came up, and they were talking about acting yeah. with him, and just how generous he was in the scenes, man. God, like, is you and I love that show, exactly loved right. him. But it's like, boy, you, it's sad that, I don't know, I'll just speak for myself. Maybe I didn't have a, the pure appreciation that I should have had for him when he was alive. Boy, he was unbelievable. Uh, I'll say, because it's not like he made a lot of movies or anything. It had to be from that show. I'll say $40 million. It says $70 million. Okay, that's good. Okay, one, another one of your favorites, Jason Sudeikis. Oh, yeah, he's great. Um, dude, I'll say 51 uh hold on wait hang on okay go ahead hang on i gotta change that yeah think about it i'm gonna say 46 he is sorry but i was checking something um he is 48 okay uh dude now i'll say 80 million he is 20 million dollars it says fuck he had to make more than that that's what it says says, was apple dude apple dude they're paying messy like 300 million they, yeah, well, fuck, yeah. So the next one I had on here, I have the wrong wrong birthday, so we're just going to go with those two. Okay. Uh, five random questions. Okay. Which of your five senses would you say is your strongest? Oh, that's good. Dude, it's probably over the top, and it's probably taste. My sons and I love um, the Hot Wings show. Yeah. Sean Evans. Dude, Sean Evans is so great. And the other day... My buddy's in town from North Carolina for work. So we go to lunch, and it's one of those. It's not Dave's Nashville chicken, but it's one of those places, Dave. Dude, I got the mild. I was fucking dying. Were you? Dying. My sons laugh all the time because during COVID, we went and got a room. We just wanted to get out of the house a little bit. And we stopped and just got chips and salsa. We were hanging out, playing video games, watching Step Brothers. Dude, we got mild, and my eyes were watering like crazy. So I can't see for shit. Uh, I don't know about sense of smell. My hearing, I think, is going. But, uh, dude, taste. Because anything spicy, and the chicken was so good. And I'm with yeah. a buddy that I see twice a year. Like, I can't be here crying at lunch. Fuck. So frustrating. It is. Sense of touch? I don't know. <laughs> Nothing. Um, what do you got? 
for me, it would have to be hearing because all the other ones are kind of going to hell. That, that I lost my taste and, with, with COVID? COVID in 2021. Uh, I think that happened to Kate. And that's really same yeah. situation. Like I have to, I have to eat spicy stuff. I like, I eat spicy yeah, stuff and saying. pickles, like just to, for any kind of taste. Yeah. I ate a shitload of pickles just because it's one of the few things I can taste. Very frustrating. Yeah. You know, all the food that you used to love, it just seems like everything seems a little bit bland. It sucks, man. Not, not having it, but um, yeah, it's definitely not my sight. I'd say probably hearing is probably my best. Yeah. You that, know? Well, people, I just have people that mumble a lot. What? Yeah. <laughs> I realize everything's gone during the show. Yeah. <laughs> All right, here we go. What's your favorite ice cream topping? Oh, that's funny. Did you ever go to Cold Stone? You get the topping? No. You don't? Do you, do you take your kids to Cold Stone? Yeah. We go there. I mean, we blend it in. Um, I don't really get a topping. You though, don't really? No. What do you get? I used to go marshmallows, just just with chocolate. Oh, is that right? Yeah, that's just the way I go. I was no, I don't. Follow a doctor, but yes, that's the way. I, that's why I usually will go. But everything's good. You throw any kind of topping on it. It could be sprinkles, Butterfingers, Snickers, whatever. Yeah, I'm in. Throw a topping they on. They blend it in, though, right? Yeah, of course. They mix the shit out of it. Everyone's yeah. forearms look like Popeye and chicken. Dude, they do. It takes forever. Um, nothing real. I mean, I guess it's just kind of depending on the day, but not anything in particular. Next question. Are you afraid of spiders? Yeah. And it's so big. And if people don't fucking show you respect back, it just drives me up the wall. Because yeah. I'm always nice to people. I'll always try to be nice. And then it's like people just fucking push, push it. Exactly. And then I'm like, get the fuck out of here. There we go. Leave me the fuck alone, asshole. All right. Somewhere in there where I was asking you questions, the thing stopped for a second. I don't know what the fuck happened. So All right. It might sound a little bit weird, but fuck it. Fuck it. <laughs> You so, got to hear the AJ Pro show. That was show. all that mattered. That's all that mattered on the show. I enjoyed that a lot. That was a lot of fun. That was good. All that was, right. That was a lot of fun. Well, come back Wednesday. Maybe they've won nine in a row, and I can't wait till people start the narrative that they're only five and a half out of the wild card with 11 <laughs> games to go. <laughs> there you go. Well, the, the, hey, the interesting game on, on Monday, if you're listening to this show, yeah. pay attention to the Dodger game against the Tigers on Monday. It's okay. the guy that refused to accept the trade. To the Dodgers. Oh. Pitching at Dodger Stadium tomorrow night. Oh, shit. Yeah. I like that. Some booze are coming. If people are smart enough to figure it out. It's Edwin Rodriguez? Yeah. We'll see wow. what happens. Lance Lynn against Rodriguez. Oh, shit. We'll watch that, and then we'll see you back here Wednesday night. Good deal. Love it.
Watching video game Put a smile on my face That stop sign was paralyzed But I ran it anyway Soundproof fence And a handyman cussing on TV What Californian cussed their own Christmas tree Boy, you better watch out For that sneaky back screen door I laughed so hard I hardly before 